Welcome to the Look It's Rock and Roll podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today, it's just Ken and myself. who We're going to do a quick review. Uh, who knows how quick it's going to be, because it is us. Um, about ABBA. Yeah, ABBA. ABBA, I mean, ABBA, do. Rock and roll, ABBA. I guess uh, if you consider who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame these days, anything goes, anything is fair, right? That's right. Yeah, ABBA. I mean, yeah, they, well, they call it rock and roll, you know. Um, they're, they're part of you know, pop history and one of the, you know, biggest selling, you know, groups of all time. Yeah, they may not be going on tour with Metallica, but you know what? When a band <laughs> puts an album <laughs> out, oh, an album out after 40 years, I, I think it's worth a little bit of coverage, at least to review. And, uh, you know, maybe to talk a little bit about our backstories with ABBA, if we have one. Um, and then we're going to go track by track and talk about the album. But you actually purchased it. I did not. And I'll say yeah. right out of out of the gate, I am not enough of a fan to have purchased it. I listened to it on Spotify to yeah. see if I liked it enough to listen yeah. um, to purchase it. And uh, to be perfectly honest, um, I don't see myself purchasing it. But um, <laughs> you know, as someone who does follow music news and not just rock and roll mm-hmm. and heavy metal music, obviously I was aware of it. I was aware of Mamma Mia a few years ago and Mamma Mia 2, you know, causing, you know, a real surge of interest in the band again. I remember them talking uh, about recording stuff in 2018, some of which is now on this album. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the, um, you know, the offer to try and get them to reunite, you know, as being one of the outlandish reunion offers made historically. And then I only remember them growing up to be perfectly honest, uh, or when I've heard them on the radio and I, I, you know, it's not a memorable thing. I've always liked their tunes, never enough Mm -hmm. to purchase an album. (laughs) So if I'm, if I'm listening to a lighter radio station and Waterloo or SOS or whatever comes on, you know, it doesn't bother me, but I remember growing up in England and visiting my grandparents' house and my aunt's just a, a little bit older than me. So she was much more in tune with current music at the time. So, I mean, she had Meatloaf, she had uh, the Osmonds, she had, mm-hmm. I, I seem to remember there being a couple of ABBA albums around. And, right. and that's really as close as I ever got to them. What about yourself? Yeah, well, um, I, I first, you know, became aware of them back in the, you know, mid seventies, I want to say around 75 or 76. And, and, uh, I, cause I re- I remember hearing, uh, SOS and which is to me, it's still my favorite ABBA song of all time. I just love that song. Um, and, uh, I ended up getting the, uh, at that time they had the, the greatest hits came out. And, uh, so I bought that and it had, you know, mama Mia on that. And, <laughs> And uh, a number of other hits. I mean, there's just full of hits. Even you know songs I never even heard before, actually. And they're all all were good. And I pretty much wore that thing out. So after that, I was kind of a fan. So I was looking at uh, albums that came out after that. Uh, you know, um, I think I think my first other regular album that I got for the, that they put out was the album. It's called the album, um, and which is to, to this day, it's my favorite ABBA album. Um, and then I got Voulez Vu after that and, and so on. And 
then got some of the back catalog. Um, but, uh, yeah, they have a lot of good stuff. And uh, that was my uh, beginning, you know, listening to them. And, and you know, if we ever do it, uh, if we ever did one on ABBA, you know, one of our th- these episodes where we cover the whole album, I would do the album because I think it's that that really you know good, and I think actually you would probably enjoy it. Um, it's not all, you know, lots of people think it's all disco or dancing queen. That's not it's not disco at all. That album, um, it's just uh, very well crafted pop, and it has a lot of guitars in it, which is. You know more than what you hear now on maybe this new album. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with disco whatsoever. By the way, um, <laughs> I, I like quite a lot of the Bee Gees and Bionic Boogie. Yeah, Bee Gees you know, and yeah. some of the stuff that was on Soul Train back in the day. So I, I don't have <laughs> any problem with disco. Do I want to listen to it that often? No, I'm more in the rock and roll realm. I'm tending backwards these days away from the super heavy stuff and, you know, focusing yeah. on the stones a lot more. Oh. Jeff Beck, and that's all a result of the Aerosmith, uh, the years mm-hmm. of finishing up that book. So I'm firmly rooted in that at the moment. But you know what? By, by the end of the month, when the uh, the Beatles get back airs, uh, I'll be back on another <laughs> Beatles kick, right. no doubt, as well. All right, well, yeah. let's get into this album. Uh, you you did buy it. You bought a couple of different versions. I'm going to do a show and tell on those two versions that you got and where you got them. Yeah, one I got, uh, This is okay, this is the CD. I, I got them both, actually, from the ABBA store. I actually went to that store because they had a lot of selection of everything. Um, so they had this, it's kind of, they call it a box. Well, it doesn't cost like a... A lot of money it was like 19 bucks or something but it, it has just a few extras in it i think a poster and it flips open you got the cd you got uh i don't know a car <laughs> kind of a card of songs and then you have a these uh these images i get are de- done by you know industrial you know what was it lucas uh lucas arts industrial light and magic yeah that they because they're doing their because they're going to have that concert hall they're that they built, right? Yeah. Right. They're avatars, right? Uh, that's going to be in concert in that special, uh, you know, arena produced just for, for them to. Uh, that's the reunion. Is is that um, in concert? So yeah, these four. It has four, you know, four of those, and then has another kind of picture of the album cover, the booklet with the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, like I said, there's a poster, fold-out poster, and stickers. Gosh, oh, nice. even, have the, even have stickers uh, of all of them. I guess and, if you release an album once every 40 years, you got to go all out. You can put it on your school notebook, you know, <laughs> if you're going to school. But So, yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, the, the last time someone cool. bought an ABBA album, a new studio album, they were in school, and now they're grandparents. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I never thought that they would, you know, put out something new. Um, and th- then the other one, which is Half Speed Mastered, I guess, at Abbey, because I looked at the, I think in the Runout Groove. Um, so it has a, you know, the 
what pictures again of that and then the, the lyrics on the i saw that. yellow vinyl out there being offered i saw the uh there's the exclusive, yellow. i think was what target or walmart or something that had a slightly different cover with I the av- amazon, avatars on it yeah yeah and av- was it amazon has like yellow or orange and so but i went i got the white um there is there is several you know several col- colors of this thing so yeah it's a. Uh, as clean as the Scandinavian snow. It's very white, <laughs> and uh, but you know it was it was mastered I guess by Miles, um, which I've seen before on some other stuff I have at Abbey Road. Um, so, and I listened to it one time so far the vinyl, and uh, it, it sounds really good. Well All right, done. so you mentioned your your favorite song, and I didn't. Uh, if I got to pick one, it's it's tough because I love Fernando. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah, Fernando is very good. Yeah. And Dancing Queen, you know, it's kind of like a super predictable one, but it is really good. You know, <laughs> right. you know, I, again, I, I would only know the greatest hits. I don't claim any knowledge about ABBA whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Doing this for fun and a little change of pace. Uh, so let's get into the songs, and we're just going to go track by track, and then at the end we'll yeah. talk about our favorites. And you know, it's probably not any point to mention least favorites, but uh, we'll see if uh, we're in the mood. So I still have faith in you. Was that the first single? Um, I think it was because uh, I think uh, um, I. I... I remember them announcing this thing, which I was like, it was, you know, kind of a surprise, obviously. And uh, they had a, like a little video for that, this song. And immediately when you, they start playing it, I mean, you're like, it's ABBA. unmistakable. It's, you know, okay, yeah, that's ABBA, you know. So they, it still sounds like ABBA. Uh, we'll get into the differences of, I guess, ABBA, ABBA today from ABBA, you know, 40 years ago. Um, but yeah, uh, that song is... A, a pretty standard um, ABBA song that probably could have been a single back, you know, in the early 80s when they, it's kind of a continuation, I would think, uh, from where they left off on what the last time was The Visitors. So, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, so this was uh, one of the ones that dated from 2018 that was announced. Uh, I think okay. it's the first two songs that they'd done back then. I did some research on this before this episode. I, I didn't feel like you'd just go in and, and talk about it. But my notes on this are, you know, it's a beautiful ballad that could be interpreted yes, yes. as a timeless message of hopefulness, which is particularly valid today and was certainly valid in 2018 as well, because we are in a period of instability socially and politically and in every entity in the world. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a very subtle and subdued, but it rises it nicely in middle way, but it just goes on a little bit too long for me. It was one that my, my last note on it was, I don't think this needs to be five minutes long. Yeah, it's not their best. It's not the best song on the album, uh, as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, it does have that. Yeah, like you said, that building part in the middle where they when they do that harmonizing um, and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's really good. So from that standpoint, I jumped on these when these videos went live on on YouTube. I was there. Uh, you know, that was such was my interest in it that yeah. you know I immediately wanted to, and then I shouting for my wife. Hey, there's an ABBA video. You know, because she likes that music more <laughs> yeah, than sure. me. Um, so again, it, it it was a lot of excitement wrapped up in it, and I, I think that was the first one I I listened to. I I, I don't recall. I now. think it is the first one from um, what I remember. But it didn't exactly blow my socks off. It was like, oh, that's very nice. 
You know, ABBA's done a a new song after all these years, and it sounds like ABBA. Well, exactly. It it was hardly going to be like Cardi B. So, uh, you know, at least there's no rapping, and they've stayed very true and honest. Let's move on to the next track, uh, When You Danced With Me. And my initial impressions of that were just that it's Mm -hmm. very un-ABBA-ish to me. Now, you've got the catalog, so you may know if they've delved into different sounds previously, but going with its Celt inspirations, which I I think Bjorn talked about some of the inspiration coming from driving around Ireland. um, Oh, yeah. Is, is not surprising, but it, it just doesn't feel like an ABBA song to me with those influences. It sounds very, um, uh, I guess, European, you know, uh, synthesizer type stuff from the 80s. Sounds very 80s, uh, the song. And yeah, I agree. It, it doesn't sound like their normal fair music, though. They they tended to do all kinds of you know throughout their albums a lot of different things, um, but yeah this one is probably the most not like ABBA though it's it's a well done and and you know very kind of a catchy song and like I said it's it's to me it's very 80s it sounds something like something else I heard in the 80s. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of Pogues or Smithereens or something. Yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, the Irish elements are really tough to shoehorn unless you listen in kind of the folk genres a lot more than I do. And the only time I really listen to Irish folk is when I'm in an Irish pub. So there you go. Or a Scots <laughs> pub for that matter, because uh, very similar influences. All right, let's move on. To this is going to be the new single. And once I saw that announcement as well, uh-huh. I was like, oh. Well, how quickly they caught up with the times, you know, have a Christmas single Uh and, uh, you know, a tie in. But I just find it way too contrived. It's just saccharine. Uh, I was like turned off by it immediately. But I do want to just say the the vocals are just absolutely gorgeous. Even if I don't like the song at all, there's no denying beauty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously they can still sing, uh, which is and I don't hear I didn't hear any. You know how you can hear auto tune and a lot of stuff. I I, I don't hear any of that. Um, no it's vocal possible smoothing they, pedals. Yeah, the, the, the vocal smoothing pedal. I I don't recognize any of that going on. And um, and though the, it, I guess it's possible, and I just can't tell. But uh, they sound very very good still. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of saccharine. Like you said, it's it's a Christmas song. And the, the parts, I, I think they should have put this song at the very end as the last song of the album. Um, should have left it there because it is a Christmas kind of song. It doesn't sound very Christmassy, though there's instruments in it that, you know, you do hear in traditional type Christmas songs. But it's way back. And I thought that they should have brought that stuff up more, in, you know, forward in the mix. Um and I think it would have been better that way. But, yeah, it's it's kind of a basic, real basic kind of Christmas song. Yeah, I think they should have left it off and dropped it as a surprise. <laughs> no, dropped it as a surprise single. Just a, just a separate single for me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you I know, agree. That's a good not, idea. Not have it on the album. I mean, with, uh, well, we'll talk about the other song later, but with two of them on the album that are in a very similar sort of uh style and dynamic it's a little bit much on that end of the spectrum for me now i'm sure long-term abba fans are you know probably like it from a different perspective than uh metalhead so (laughs) 
All right, we, next up is another one of the 2018 songs, Don't Shut Me Down. So w- yeah. what were your thoughts on that? That's also a, a video uh, that yeah. came out. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you said the other song from 2018, they initially were just going to do two songs, and then they decide, oh, let's keep going, and they, they made it to 10. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this song, Don't Shut Me Down, um, this is now this is your kind of disco kind of beat song disco right so this this kind of hark, harkens back to uh to me it's kind of you know it could have been off of voulez-vous voulez-vous was kind of the album that had a lot of a lot of disco feel on on that one uh that's the most disco album that they had um so and this you know it's good it would have fit in on on that album uh, it's a, you know, nice, good disco song and well sung and well performed. So I have no problem with it. Nor did I hit all my buttons as an ABBA song. You know, that's, that's, I guess what my comfort zone and where I like ABBA the most. Um, yeah. the intro is gorgeous. The vocal is incredible. And when it kicks into gear, it's like 1978 again, as you say. So, yeah. um, I particularly like the bass synth on there yeah, it, yeah it's got a again it's straight into that kind of disco-y elegant disco beat going on but lyrically great chorus really great yeah. and also very modern in that sense so you're, you're you're being transported back to 1978 with 2021 you know lyrics and uh, kind of perspective yeah. plus pro, uh, production so abba pure gold for me is how i summed up my notes on there yeah. Nice. Yeah, so we're, we're into a happy area of the album for me. Yeah. Uh, just a Notion. Yeah, Just a Notion. Um, and what's funny is I didn't, I like, I, it sounded familiar to me. And I was like, what? You know, I said, well, it just sounds like one of their, their you know, older songs. But it was one of their older songs. It was something that was, I guess, left off of that Voulez-Vous era recordings. Plus, they put it out, or a demo, or I can't remember, a version of it on their box set uh, that came out, I think, in the, I want to say the early 90s. I have that box set, CD box set. Um, it's kind of like the best of Ava kind of thing. Four or five four or five CDs. Maybe it's three CDs. I don't know. can't remember how many, but it had that in it, and I didn't remember <laughs> it was on there. Um, but uh, having said that, it is good, and it, it it's definitely that old, abba style and feel and i like always liked when they do the the little fills in the background or the vocals or where they go ah ha ha kind of thing and in the song and it's it's you know that's just a pure abba song and it's really it's a good song i mean i i have no problem with that. i'm kind of glad that they you know tried to rework, rework an old song um, that they never really finished i guess yeah, now, it is originally from Voulez-Vous, uh, dating from 1978. It was also included as a snippet on a medley at the end of Thank You for the Music, the box set released in 1994. Oh, Thank You for the Music. Okay, yeah, that's it. And when I went Thank looking so for the original... The okay, that's where it was. Uh, yeah, so it, it was brief. It was uh, um, this new version has new instrumentation recorded for it to update it because i went looking for the original abba version and i ended up watching a cover band's uh you know album that they cut Uh, a version of it and i was like that sounds just like abba it ended up being a cover band but that's how much i don't know about abba um 
so I did finally find the original. And yeah, the, the vocal, that's why it sounds like 1978, because the vocals are 1978. It was an outtake updated music. So that's really cool okay. that they went back there. But it also that it fits in so seamlessly. Yeah, so it fits just fine, yeah. Yeah, because the original backing music, they haven't changed it dramatically, Mm-mm. but they've changed it enough to modernize it so it doesn't feel dated. And that says someone with a, a virgin impression of it. You know, mm-hmm. so I heard this and then I heard the original. I'm like, oh, I like what they did with that. It, it's kind of softer, less brash and less of an outtake now and more as a fully realized song. But it's also yep. a really good song. So you're shocked it that it, it, it got uh, cut and was never cut back then. Yeah, yeah, it was I never agree. used, say, you know, as like on a, an ABBA version of a Led Zeppelin Coda album, you know, bits and pieces, <laughs> because that quality song. You know, mm-hmm. should never have been wasted. So I'm glad that they're not wasting that sort of music. But it brings, you know, the classic Abba sound and feel to the album. But it almost yep. seems a little bit like a safety measure. Ooh, we better, <laughs> no, we better, we better include something <laughs> legitimate in this album. Yeah. Just I, in I, case. Just I, in case people yeah, don't, don't like this no. new stuff, they've got something old and comfortable to fall back on. Yeah. Who knows how many demos or songs that they you know that didn't make the cut um and that's probably one of the ones that they they thought were good enough to you know it's like well yeah this one was pretty good we never really finished it let's let's you know do it properly so what was uh, yeah i'm single? glad they did it what was it waterloo that they did it waterloo was in 74 yeah that was yeah at song. least they didn't do waterloo 2021 version you know yeah, no, yeah. that would have been probably a, a big mistake, definitely. All right, we've done that one. Let's move on to "I Can Be That Woman." Never thought those words would pass my mouth, but uh, what can, are your thoughts you on can. that? You can, you really can. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this song is probably my least favorite on the album, though it's you know it's sung well and all that stuff. It's kind of. Um, kind of dreary to me uh, this song uh, it's just too i don't know i don't know if it's depressing or i don't know if it's that depressing but it's just kind of like i said dreary <laughs> um so it's my least favorite it's an okay song it's not horrible but it's, it's just not one of my favorite ones yeah there was a couple of areas vocally that i thought it was starting to stray towards heart and the vocal sound in the oh, 80s when they 80. went Ron Nevison, uh, yeah. or, or maybe it was uh, Passion Works era. But uh, the power and the tempo never rises, so it remains a bit bland. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have it. any contrast, and it feels too constrained. And then I wrote myself a note at the end. Now, forget about all that criticism and go and listen to it again, focusing solely on the lyrics. Lyrically... Mm. It's It's a freaking dynamo. Mm -hmm. Um, As a song, it doesn't work for me, but lyrically it makes you think, Mm -hmm. which um, maybe is the idea. Maybe it's trying to draw attention to the lyrics by not being a beautiful uh, song that that we rave about with some of the others. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe it's a ploy to get you to think about what they're actually singing and then go back and listen to the album and read the lyrics as you go along. So... Yeah, I think that one's be. a little bit of a ninja uh, amongst these. Yeah. Next, keep an eye on Dan. What an odd title. What do you think on that? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool song. Um, I, 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 I do like the, uh, the uh, synthesizers um, uh, in, in, that, in, this, in this song. Um, also, I know they do a thing at the end there, the little nod to uh, SOS with that little piano um, riff that, they, that came from SOS. Uh, it's just very, just at the very end of the song. Uh, but otherwise, it's a nice upbeat song. Uh, it's it's pretty catchy. Again, like I said, uh, the synthesizers are you know really cool in that. I like how they did it. Um, it sounds more you know 80s you know kind of stuff again. Um, maybe could have been something that was on the you know the visitors album. Something like could have been on that. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, I think it's got a really catchy hook. Tells a story. I like it musically. Like it lyrically. Has great structure and form. It's just fun. It, it's it's a really cool little track, and it, it's it's different ish. So uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it, and I didn't have much more to say than that. You know, smile, listen to it. It's fun. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think I played it a couple times in a row. Hit repeat on it just to, uh, well, go, get through another Spotify ad and then get back to it again. So. Um, <laughs> Moving on, Bumblebee. Why don't you go on that one again? Bumblebee, Bumblebee. I think Bumblebee is, a, is, is lyrically, I think it's a, about you know climate change or something like that. Um, but um, I, I do like the touch. You, this one again, the the music, at least some of it harkens back to you know Fernando. It has that uh, that feel that uh, those. I don't, I don't know what you call them. I don't know if they're uh, the instrument some kind of wind instrument i don't know if it's like a piccolo or some other instrument that you know that does that sound i i don't know what instrument it is but um it's very you know cool and and the song is kind of you know to me it's like a a dreamy kind of song it kind Mm -hmm. of it feels like it's floating right and maybe that's it bumblebee is is floating kind of thing and you can kind of feel that um in the instrumentation of of the whole thing and the way just the way the song progresses um and the vocals and everything else it's really really kind of you know a beautiful song really yeah you kind of summed up what my notes were on it you know i'm like more in light and flighty music flim uh whimsical you know, okay. so it, yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit similar to when you dance with me. So, you know, and, and that's all I got. That, that's it. You know, light and flighty. That sounds fine. Flighty. That sounds fun. Bumblebee. There you yeah, go. Flighty. There you go. That makes Bumblebee. sense. So they did the they did it right with that. <laughs> yep. All right. No okay. doubt about it. That sounds like no. a Gene Simmons song. No doubt about it. Well, yeah. Well, if he hasn't written one, like, he should write one. Um, <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. Oh, this one. It sounds like two things to me, um, and I really like it. Um, it's a really good song. It sounds like something from uh, the album, like I said, the album, uh, which is you know my favorite album. It sounds like something that could have been part of it, like from a song called "Hole in Your Soul," um, kind of a bit that part of part of the song. And then another part, the other parts of the song sound like. Again, it sounds like something from their other album, their last album, The Visitors. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of, to me, their their past, but it's really uh, a, a nice, cool-sounding song. And 
yeah, it kind of takes you back. I think it was intentional. They, they tried to get that feel from those other songs in the past for to, uh, you know, write this song. Nice. Well, that's the thinking man view of this song. Now I'll give you the knuckle dragon caveman point of view in four words. <laughs> okay, yeah, Up tempo, more classical feel. Yeah. That's what I got out of that. Well, the next one. I, yeah. So, okay. so it, it's a good, it, to my way of thinking, it would have been a great song to finish the album with because you're ending on an up tempo note. You're okay. finishing on a more classic ABBA note. But that might then lead to, well, when's the next album coming out? So they put a nail in that avatar with an ode to freedom, the final track. Um, yeah. And I'm just waiting for that to get slapped on something when there's a world event needing yeah. some theme yeah. music. Um, an ode to freedom is going to be there at the front saying, pick me, pick me, pick me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it, I, I don't like it at the end of the album. It's pompous. So flip them around, and if you got to have it, it to me pompous. it's filler. It, it's filler, it's contrived, it's just waiting for an opportunity. It's an opportunist song. Um you know, it's it's very European Union in some that's ways. The, that's the headline. Yeah, the headline title for this uh, episode is you know, Abba. You know, is pompous is, and opportunist. It's pompous. <laughs> is the music is the new Abba music pompous? <laughs> well, maybe this one. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I like it from a standpoint. It's it's very uh, this one. And you said classical on the last one. This one to me. Is very a classical type song, um, and I agree that you know with its you know, like orchestration, orchestra, you know, orchestra kind of feel of the whole thing, um, that it's kind of uh, it could have been like a uh, yeah, like you said, like a theme for the Olympics, like you said, or, or, or movie or some some grand kind of thing. Um, I think I, I can see why you're saying it's pompous, um, but uh, otherwise, I think it's a nice, well-sounding song. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't have been the last song on the album, um, but I guess they chose how, you know, that's how they wanted to end the darn thing. Um, yeah, and I don't really mean pompous in the definition of the pompous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know it's got pomp and grandiosity. You know, it, it's big and grandiose grand. is a good word. It's yeah. Brandenburg concerto type shit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a, and I was reading a, a, another review uh, about it too, uh, this album. And I think the guy said around this one, it was kind of like a, a, a similar to a, kind of in a way, uh, Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake mm. to a degree. No, that's, um, that's that's a good analogy. I mean, that's nice praise, you know, if that's where it was going. Um, but yeah, I, I I could definitely feel that classical feel. I was like, right when it started, it's like, okay, oh, we're going Just classical. Wait. Benny and Bjorn will be out there with an orchestra and a choir doing Odes of Freedom <laughs> within the next what, ten years. Yeah, you know what I miss though on this album um, is 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 you know Benny and Bjorn, you know, doing their 
they usually have like one song, an album where they sing lead, um, where they have a song. Usually it's a rocker too. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of would have liked to have had that. It's a, it's, it's, it's a nice change of pace where they sing. And then sometimes they'll sing something. And then, uh, the two girls will answer that girls. call kind of thing. Yeah. Girl women. <laughs> we'll call them girls. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but the, back then it was a girl, but, uh, two women, I guess these days would ladies, uh, ladies, ladies, um, would answer that, you know, that, or have uh, background vocals, you know, the high pitch. That's the other thing is, is less of the higher, higher pitch. And, and they, I, I could see, they probably can't sing the high as they did back in the day, but they still sing pretty darn good from otherwise from, you know, what I've heard on this album. Yeah, across the board, the vocals are fantastic. The instrumentation is fantastic. The production, yeah, come on. It, the production, it was never going to be a problem, was it? So, no, no, no. No, in terms yeah. of structure and all, all the technical kind of things that I'm sure people will debate, I'm sure it hits, uh, you know, gets check boxes checked, you know, for each one of, <laughs> right. is it acceptable for this? What are the high points for on this album for you that you know obviously you you have a, a bit more taste than i clearly uh, so i guess you're able to appreciate it more being more aware of more of abba's catalog than me so. yeah i mean i mean the first single was good you know one of the better songs um uh the don't shut me down the disco one um just a notion i think is really like i i think that one kind of got stuck get stuck in my head um, that one a bit, <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know the the keep an eye on dance, but you know was good. So there's, there's a lot of you know decent songs on here, uh, and and you know Bumblebee, um, those songs are, and I want to say no doubt about it too because I do like that one a lot. So about half of them I really like. You know I think I say about five of the ten I think are pretty pretty good songs. That probably grow more on me. Yeah, if I was making an ABBA playlist, I would throw Don't Shut Me Down and Just a Notion into that playlist. I could leave the rest of it quite happily, even, you know, I, I still mm -hmm. have faith in you. It, it's fine, it's nice, but it's just too long. So those are the two that, you know, really work for me. But I've listened to, you know, Don't Shut Me Down quite a few times now, and it, 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 it still works nicely. So, it, you know what, I'm happy they put an album out. I'm happy yeah. that it, I'm happy that it's ABBA who are really going with the technology of uh, an eternal band uh, with the avatar yeah. <laughs> um, gig. So it'll be interesting to watch how that goes, because obviously there are bands that have tried, you know, 3D yeah. holograms, the, the Ronnie James Dio abomination. There's which... a Roy, James, Roy Orbison one they did too. Um, and uh, who's it? Uh, Tupac or something like that. Uh, Tupac. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, I'd like to see if that if it, this one does well for them. Maybe you know it's like oh okay, well maybe that would be you know like a kiss. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see the kiss evolution of the something. technology and yeah. you know working on it from a new perspective is very fascinating. If it's a broadcast or a pay per view thing, you know mm -hmm. I'll probably wait until I can see it on YouTube. Um, I wouldn't you know buy tickets to it necessarily. Maybe my wife would want to go to a cinema to watch it. Uh, then right. I go, you know. Um, no yeah. problem at all, because I'm sure we're going to get to hear some of the older, a lot of the older songs as well. Yeah, it'd so, be a concert. 
Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a fun experience, maybe an immersive experience, you know, especially hearing it in an IMAX type theater yeah. or how it, well, most theaters sound pretty good these days anyway. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking forward to the possibilities that it may raise for other bands. You know, could you exactly. then see a Sergeant Pepper's Kiss up Beatles show, not Kiss. I don't want to see another Kiss show for a while. Um, you know, or some of the bands that have been gone for a long period of time, could they mm-hmm. create a, a, a 3D Jimi Hendrix experience, you know, or a Janis oh, Joplin yeah. experience, you know, so Elvis, all, all, yeah, I mean, El, come on, Elvis, yeah, you know, the 68 comeback <laughs> special in 3D. That'd be wild. Yeah. You know, or Aloha, right. <laughs> Aloha again from Hawaii. Aloha from Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so technologically, yeah. it's going to be very interesting, but yeah, it's a good album. It's, it's an ex- been an exciting time waiting for it and for it to drop. And, uh, you know, that's our quick review on it. Yep. So uh, if you've want, been wondering where we've been, I've been busy. We've all been busy, actually, uh, and not been able to get around to doing a show. We did have one queued up, but we delayed so long, another podcast did that topic. So, oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, we'll have to get back on track uh, in December after my Aerosmith book comes out, and I'm able to focus a little bit more and uh, get back into our normal episodes. I am planning... It's funny, we're just finishing up with Abra, and I'm going to mention this band. We are planning a couple of more episodes of the Wasp uh, More show. Wasp? Oh yeah, goodness. we got Neon God Part 2, and since Blackie's announced touring, we're going to be doing um, a back-to-the-beginning discussion on what we think he wow. should be doing. So there you go, a, little wa- <laughs> a bit of the alphabet from Abba to Wasp in one show. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's you. our review. Check it out. You know, you don't have to buy it. You can check uh, check it out on Spotify for free. Um, and if you like it, purchase it. Support the artist because I'm sure Abba are starving. <laughs> yeah, they're starving of money. Right. Yeah. All right. That's it for now. We'll see you again soon with a fresh show. Take care. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to us, like us, or even leave us a review. You can find us and join the conversation on Facebook. <laughs>